Transforming care through genomic medicine, personalized therapeutics, health services and outcomes research, and innovations in healthcare delivery. We're Children's Mercy Kansas City, presenting our audio interview series, Transformational Pediatrics, with host Dr. Michael Smith. So our topic today is EOS and 3D modeling. My guest is Dr. Nigel Price. Dr. Price is the Associate Professor of Orthopedic Surgery at the University of Missouri, Kansas City School of Medicine. Dr. Price, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Good morning. Well, let's start off with what is EOS and how, how common of, uh, of a condition is this? Well, um, actually, um, EOS can apply to uh, two different phenomena. The, the um, EOS is uh, early onset scoliosis, but that's just a subset of kids with curves. And um, when we think of EOS as a technology and as a way of imaging, that's a, um, a fairly new technology that allows lower uh, dosing of, uh, of radiation. And when we have the add-on, the stereos, uh, software, we can actually render a 3D image, a three-dimensional image of the spine, uh, and that's a tool that we uh, are currently using for uh, planning our surgeries and planning our care. Yeah, so let's go a little bit more into the EOS imaging technology. How how new is this? Uh, what are some of the, the benefits of it? And then I'd like to also just get into, you know, how has this changed pediatric orthopedic management. So let's just start with a little bit more about that technology. So the technology um, has been uh, in, in play for over a decade and developed by a European, um, a French uh, uh, physicist who I believe uh, actually was a Nobel laureate as a result of this technology. But essentially it, um, it allowed uh, imaging in a way that we didn't have to chop up the patient and stitch the images together. Um, so the resolution uh, was better and also um, less distortion. Um, a very happy um, consequence of this technology was that the amount of radiation that the patient received was less. And uh, so we've acquired this imaging at uh, our institution uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, it looks a little different from a conventional radiology suite in that the patient steps or, or uh, is positioned in a sitting position in a, a device that looks a lot like a big, tall, orange closet with an opening. And uh, the tech sits in there, positions in there, and then is able to capture both a front view and a side view simultaneously. So many uh, centers in North America have acquired this over the last five years, and, and my understanding is that many are, are seeing the advantage of a a lower radiation technology, particularly in patients who require um, frequent imaging as spine patients do. Yeah, so you mentioned better resolution, right, yeah. and then lower radiation. I mean, those are those are huge wins, right, across they the board. They are. Well, yeah. they are, especially uh, I'm a pediatric orthopedic surgeon, and, and um, our, our commitment to our patients and our families is to uh, gentle uh, image gently, which is a, a a phrase that's often used when when children uh, come into play. That we want to reduce the amount of radiation that they acquire because it can have long term effects in terms of uh, potential for for cancer. So um, that's our commitment to our patients. So this technology has has allowed us to uh, image the entire spine and the lower extremities 
in a way that reduces um, the radiation. And we just acquired another add-on recently, which is a special filter, which uh, reduces the uh, the amount of radiation by um, almost a power of 10. So instead of one-seventh of the typical, now we're something like uh, one-thirtieth wow. to one-fiftieth. So it's, it's really a, a nice uh, boon to the patient care. Yeah. So Dr. Price, tell us a little bit more, though. So what's the result of this? You know, at the end of the day, we're yeah. imaging better, it's safer, you're getting a better image. What does it really mean to you as a surgeon? Well, to me as a surgeon, it means that um, I can preoperatively uh, plan my, my cases and, and, and with, a, with a nice high-resolution uh, X-ray, um, I can assess my, my patient's spine. Uh, my day job is spine surgery, so I can see the, the structures very well. And with the additional software, the stereos component, I can actually assess that spine in three dimensions. I can, uh, with the help of a technician who digitizes the x-rays, we can uh, look at that spine in multiple planes. We can determine where the, the most of the deformity is, and we can plan both uh, bracing technologies, a non-operative approach to care, but we can also plan our surgeries in that we can, um, with with a 3D image, we can concentrate our technique to uh, maximally uh, correct that that spinal deformity. So it, it it carries into the operating room with us. Yeah, is the imaging technology also helping in you know knowing which patients are are you know, going to benefit most from surgery, some that can do some of the bracing technology? I mean, it, is it helping you also to make those yeah. kind of decisions? You know, um, w- w- when you have a technology that has a little uh, less radiation exposure, in this, quite, in this case, quite substantially less, we, we do feel that uh, we can sort of optimize the interval that they come back. I mean, I, I think because we're sensitive about radiation exposure, we, we sometimes would have them maybe come back less frequently. And, and I think you know, when we do the summation, when we do the math on, on exposure, we can kind of tailor the, the care, you know, uh, in terms of how frequently they come back. And, and, and particularly in patients who are rapidly growing and their curve is growing with them, we can optimize their, their scrutiny and their vigilance. And, um, you know, we feel a little less um, uh, perhaps guilty is the word in, in terms of the number of radiographs they're getting. Not that we're being cavalier about the number of films at this point, but um, we can sort of optimize the intervals that they're seeing, and, and so that way we can keep tweaking their bracing, for instance, or time their surgery a little bit better. What does the future look like for this type of tech, imaging technology and 3D modeling? Well, actually, some investigators in, in Quebec, uh, Dr. Perrot and his group and others have collaborated uh, with this uh, technology, and they've um, brought us into a, a whole new era of assessing the spine and 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 um, stratifying risk. So, in other words, based on the 3D uh, modeling and the and the classification, we can now um, eventually, hopefully, determine the risk of progression. So that if we have a sense as to how likely it is for that patient's curve to get worse, we can then tailor their treatment, t- tailor their follow up. Um, so some children, for instance, um, historically would have just kept coming back every four to six months for x-rays. Well, now if we, we stratify their risk as low, they don't have to come back as frequently for, for radiographs. Whereas in, in another group who have a high risk of progression, we can uh, perhaps see them more frequently and, and, and not um, have as great a risk of missing their, their curve progression. Um, since we 
don't really have a, a great handle on, you know, why kids, why most of the idiopathic uh, patients are getting their curves. We don't really have an intervention, um, in, in, you know, medical intervention. So we have to consider bracing and or surgery. So um, we can hopefully keep a lot of those kids out of the operating room if we can, right. we can successfully uh, non-operatively treat them. Dr. Price, thank you for the work that you're doing, and thanks for coming on the show. You're listening to Transformational Pediatrics with Children's Mercy Kansas City. For more information, you can go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Michael Smith. Thanks for listening.